And now it's time for Banksy's captains. It's not Bunny or Boydy, so please don't at them. It's Banksy's choice, so he's in trouble. If his number one choice doesn't double, double. G'day listeners, you're here with Benny and Banksy, the basketball blokes, when we're here for Banksy's captains for round two. Banksy, thanks very much for having me, mate. Welcome aboard, Benny. I thought it might be a little bit different as opposed to rolling solo again like last week, so it's good to have that extra voice to bounce off and yeah, another well, opinion. Another one to hold you accountable, potentially. But yeah. uh, So this is... We're going to do this again next week. Um, so you should be able to see this. We're going to post the video. Um, that'll be out on your normal podcasting platforms as well. But one more week, and then it goes to our Patreon-exclusive format so uh, anyone paying the five or seven dollars tiers which is the vast vast majority of you we thank you again and uh, you'll be able to get banksy's captain's advice so we had another one sign up today it is not too late to sign up can't get into the leagues obviously the cheat sheet's no good to you now but to get into that discord and to get banksy's captains um we're gonna try and improve the podcast so it's not just banksy we try and make it a little bit more fun and see what ideas come to me as we go through this mate uh but yeah, that's that's how it stands. But unfortunately, we've got some uh, a little bit of injury news to go through first. The injury report with Doctor Boyd. The first injury is Doctor Boyd, but we won't go into that too too in too much depth. But no. uh, news just in, mate. Bad news, unfortunately, for Justin Robinson. Yes, not happy as an owner there, and. Um... It's more than 24 hours out from game time and he's already been ruled out of the SEM game. Um, Which is all we know so far. Yeah, that's as as much as we know. We we saw he hobbled off and was off the court for a while, I saw in the the game, which I can only suspect is it's due to that injury, you'd Mm -hmm. imagine. Um, But it's not good. There's there's just a lot of unknown. Hopefully we get a little bit more information um, over the next 24 hours as to whether he's likely to play that second game with Illawarra being on the double, but it's not a good position to be in as a fantasy coach this early in the season. Yeah, no, I'm, I was gonna, I'm looking at doing some outlandish stuff uh, potentially. So um, the, the idea probably is to, to look at the big picture, but uh, it's hard not to play around with some uh, ridiculous uh, workarounds. Uh, it's just so hard because we thought he might have been there and he could have potentially one day been a captain on this podcast, but... Uh, Nevertheless, just making you all aware out there. Now, first things first, accountability. I'm going to do a segment. I'm going to get definitely get a sound, a little intro for this in the future. But we're going to call it Captain Hindsight. Banksy, keeping you accountable for last week's performance. And That's in hindsight, fair. I think you did pretty good, mate. So you'd had a top three last week. Uh, we had Josh Majette as your number one, Rashad Kelly as your number two, and Xavier Cooks as your number three option. I think, can you just explain that? I think you wanted just to put in there a non-JJ's one just for a bit of variety. Was that, because obviously you could have loaded up probably on four or five jack jumpers at the time. That's probably not 100% true. I think there was some merit in Cooks. Um, Basically, just looking back at his numbers, you were paying 1.8 million for him. He was playing the Hawks. His last four last season against the Hawks, he loved to play them. So... It had some merit, but as I also rightfully um, highlighted in the captains last week, I 
always feel safer going someone on the double. Mm-hmm. And with Tazzy, the only team on the double, it, it just had to be Majette. He just seemed like the safest option. Um, he scored the most out of the guys on the double. And the only guys that outscored him, obviously, was with Cotton, with that historical stat line, uh, which we didn't expect. And I don't think anyone can rightfully say they expected XRM to do what he did either um, in his first game. time as well in that. Yeah, so I think we did pretty well. Um, I think it was, yeah, Majet was a little bit of was, Captain Obvious, and, and you yeah. know, based on that, I uh, based my team structure in having Josh Majet there. Disappointed in the second game, but uh, being third overall for the round for your number one option, we're giving that a pass this week, mate. Um, let's get into this week. What have you got for us? Now, if we learn anything from last week, it is to make sure your captain is on a double. Um, it's just too risky to go those single guys. So we've got a lot more variety this week. We've got Brisbane on a double. I'm ruling them out when I look at my captains. It's a bit of a log jam, as we know. Um, not great fantasy scores in their season opener against Perth. We've got Cairns. They were obviously impressive, high tempo, high scores there. I still see it as a little bit of a long log jam, and I, they're not going to play Tassie every week, so I want to see more there before I award someone a captaincy there. Okay. Um, Illawarra. As I mentioned, only guy I would have considered was Robinson, and there was genuine interest in looking at him this mm, week. Okay. But um, he's out of the picture, at least for now. Um, your mob, the Phoenix, too much unknown. Guys coming back, guys missing. No standout fantasy performer in round one either. Um, and I just wouldn't lock in Creek at this point as well, not with that hair anyway. Um and Tassie, based on what we saw in round one, is just a nup um, when we're looking at captains. There's no standout guy there. They're more a team uh, as such when it comes to fantasy. I'm just going to so stop you leaves... there, if that's all right. Yeah. So, source. like um, We t- traditionally would be really considering someone like Williams as the one who's massive ceiling guys on the double he, upon signing and in pre-season, we would have thought he would be in contention. Um, just in general, though, talking about the bigs, right? Um, I went through the averages of um, the top averaging players from round one. Only three out of the top 25, I actually think Baines, Bangers might have been 25th, were bigs, PF, and or center eligible, essentially, or PF only. What we categorize in our advanced stats as bigs. Now, Normally, about 20 of those 25 would have been big players. So yeah, that's a complete flip. I think it's an anomaly. So um, it'd be interesting to see where you put put a certain big, power forward, eligible player this week, mate. (laughs) Um, But guards, uh, there's definitely a couple of guard options as well. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to that because bigs would normally be where we'd be at. So I am curious. Agreed. All right, let's get stuck in. How many numbers we got here? Let's roll with three. I don't think we need to go five this week. Number three. Bryce Cotton. Okay, so hard to not have him in here after what we saw last week with that historical stat line. Perth have Illawarra at home. They have Cairns away. Um, Looking at the numbers from last season, Bryce Cotton, pretty modest against the Hawks, 32, 39 and 37 in the three games there. 
Will we see Robinson? Um, we know he won't be in the first game. Will he play that second game against Perth? And if he does, will he be underdone? He does love to play Cairns. Uh, I think a little bit of bully ball we've seen in the past from Bryce against the Taipans. Last season, 63, 58 and 70. And we know that Cairns are playing up-tempo. And um, I think that can only play into Bryce's hands. But look... How's he number three on that numbers? This is, this is I, interesting. Well, there's there's more to come. But look, with Bryce, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets a little bit more attention. I don't think teams can let him do what he did last game. 91 fantasy points, a double-double with rebounds. You'd think if Bryce is getting a double-double, it's going to be with assists. But mm. even the six assists, the six steals, he's not going to get six steals every game. That's, I think, up, up pace, high pace does lean to a few, I think. It, but, it can. Uh, Agreed. Um, but he's highly owned. He's 41% owned. He yes. is the most owned out of my top three, and he will also be highly captain this week, which is completely understandable with what we saw in round one. All right. Number two. I am going to go with Derek Walton Jr. DeWalt. Now, DeWalt. I know some might have thought Cotton would be ahead of him. Yes, it's a small sample size. I agree. But... <laughs> What I saw from DeWalt last week, it was just nothing short of elite. 32 mm -hmm. points, four boards, eight assists in your opening game in the league. And he just looked a tier above, didn't he? So 64 fantasy points. He basically looked like another Jalen Adams for the Kings, if not better. Um, I think the matchup looks good from what we've seen so far. So okay. um, Sydney... Got their first home game, and that's the first home game since they won the championship against Brisbane. We just spoke about what Cotton did to Brisbane. Um, DeWalt, Very good point. But being a guard, I think we're going to see a little bit similar there. Um, he then plays Melbourne, and if I have to give you a reminder of what Will McDowell-White, a.k.a. Beamer, a.k.a. Mm -hmm. BMW, had a stat fest and was bordering triple-double territory. A uh, little bit from the OT there, but still, he was looking Ooh. very good early and putting up very good fantasy stats. That Melbourne um, game, mate, like, it was a stat we mentioned on the main podcast um, about Melbourne considering more pick-and-roll points in that game than they did for the entirety of the season last year. So defensively, they're um, not quite clicking yet, so maybe getting them early it could be another... Uh, I mean, Walton operating the pick and roll was excellent. So yeah. um, looking forward to that. And hopefully that leads to a bunch of assists and potential there for a double-double um, with assists for, for DeWalt. So I think he's a great alternative if you don't own my number one or can't afford to bring in the number one. Um, I guess my only slight flag or concern is the small sample size. But, um, you know, we've seen one game in the season proper, and I don't think we could have seen a better game from him um, on what we saw. He was just next year elite, and I think he's going to be like that for a majority of the season, similar to what we saw from Jalen Adams. Okay, are we moving on to number one then? Let's do it. All right, I'm sticking with him. He was number three last week, Xavier Cooks. Now... Was last week ideal? No. 29 fantasy points. Perfect Am I a salty owner? This week. <laughs> True. Am I a salty owner? Yes. But he was still very prominent in the Kings offense, wasn't he? 24 actual points 
a stack of missed free throws. I thought he was stiff not to be awarded a DeWalt tip-in, um, like a few <laughs> of our patrons also highlighted. And let's not underestimate the defensive numbers here. So he had no steals or blocks. And you might think, why is that so important? So I did some digging. I looked back at his defensive numbers from last season, Benny. On the game logs, as we do? No, actually not in the game logs. I delved a little bit deeper because they didn't okay. actually show the defensive numbers, more just the fantasy numbers, which is still a good reference. But in 24 of his 26 games played last season, he registered at least a steal, a block, or both. Meaning mm. there are only two games out of his 26 where he didn't get those bonus plus fours from the all-important defensive stat lines. Are you so, all concerned that the difference this year is Simon getting all the steals or something like that, like they're going uh, to... I know there's a slight concern, but I think, again, it's a small sample size. And also I looked back on Simon's performance because I was considering trading him into my team this week. Okay. Um, and I just don't think he will keep that up. Um, he did have these... He did. Uh, games back at the Hawks. throughout, yeah, back at the Hawks, where he did exactly what he did in round one, but it wasn't consistent enough, I don't think, to be concerned. I think X is still going to be the man there. He has Brisbane at home, as I said, their first home game since winning the championship. I think the Kings will be up and about. His last two scores against them last season, 65 and 62. Um, as we said, Bryce against Brisbane, the predominant scorer on his team. Let's be honest, X was the predominant scorer last week for the Kings, along with DeWalt. Mm -hmm. Cotton, 23, 12 rebounds. That's 12 rebounds, something Cooks was missing last week. Um, but 91 against the Brisbane team, it's just something to really consider. And I think we're going to see not only more defensive numbers from X, um, I think it was an anomaly, but surely we've got to see an more boards than, than, the, than the four that we saw last week as well. Fingers crossed. Um, as we touched on with the Walt, X then has Melbourne. They were, as you said, very leaky inside last week against the Breakers. Look at Derek Pardon had 64 fantasy points with 23 points and 12 rebounds. Excuse me, who? Um, I beg your pardon. Um, exactly. Good to know with that. Had the yeah. double double before overtime as well. Yeah, yeah. So you can't blame it on overtime or the extra points there. Um, Look, X is just going to be cooking this round. Posted 43, 29, and 70 against United last season. That was with JLA and Huck Porty in that squad. Good point. But um, I'm, I'm big on him. I'm, I'm sticking with him. Call it what you want. Hashtag believe. Give X to C to your double Ps. I will be locking him in. I'm sticking with him. He will be on the improve this week. Excellent. Dare I say. All right, mate. Um, I think that'll do us for this week's edition of Banksy's Captains. Of course, you can find us on Twitter at Beeble underscore blokes. Find us on Patreon if you want to keep getting these podcasts uh, in two weeks' time. And, yeah, basketballblokes.com for the live scoring where you can see Xavier Cooks just ticking away until he gets the double double this week. Banksy, thanks for having us, mate. Thanks, Benny. Good luck. 